In the name of the Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, in the Holy Gospel, there are several teachings about wealth, riches, and how to properly use them. There is, for example, the parable of the rich fool in Luke chapter 12, in which a rich man was occupied solely with how he might hoard his wealth and keep it for himself without realizing that his life was going to be taken that very night. We also have the encounter between the rich man, the rich young man, and our Lord Jesus Christ in Mark chapter 10. You remember that this young man was righteous in all his deeds, but he couldn't give up his attachment to his wealth in order to follow Christ. There is also the parable of the prodigal son in Luke 15, where the younger son squanders his inheritance in the worst possible way. There are other teachings, of course, about the proper use of wealth. And the parable of the unjust steward, which we just heard, constitutes one of these teachings. It's found at the beginning of Luke chapter 16, and it is actually one of the parables that is unique to St. Luke's gospel account. You won't find it in the other three gospel accounts. Our Lord narrated this parable as part of a chain of parables that we find in Luke 15 and 16. As you know, Luke 15 contains the magnificent parable of the prodigal son and the parable of the lost coin. And the theme of this chapter seems to be on saving that which was lost. And then in Luke chapter 16, we have today's parable of the unjust steward. And then after this comes the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, stories which focus on the proper use of wealth and material possessions. In the parable of the unjust steward, we hear about a man, most likely a servant, who managed the household affairs of his master. In Greek, he is the ekonomos, or the steward, managing the house of his kyrios, or master. At some point, the master suspects the steward of financial mismanagement, so he demands an accounting of him. Knowing that he was about to be fired and cast out of his master's house, the steward comes up with a plan to make sure he has a good future. He calls his master's debtors to himself, the various people that owed his master money, and he gave them discounts on what they owed. For example, if one debtor owed the master a hundred measures of oil, the steward told him to pay only fifty. And by giving them the discount, the steward made sure these debtors would receive him and help him after he was cast out of the master's house. When the master discovered what the steward had done, he commended him for his cleverness. Our Lord Jesus Christ in today's parable also praised the actions of the steward, as he said, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. People have historically struggled to understand the meaning of this parable because the unjust steward's actions were unjust. They were not fair. Some might say he was deceitful in giving discounts to his master's debtors, 
As we try to understand the meaning of this parable, we can learn a lot from St. Cyril of Alexandria, the pillar of the faith, who teaches us we should understand the spiritual meaning of the whole parable, as opposed to trying to understand the meanings of the individual parts. He wrote in his 108th homily on Luke, the parables then indirectly and figuratively explain to us much that is for our edification, provided only we consider their meaning in a brief and summary manner. All the parts of the parable, therefore, are not necessarily and in every respect useful for the explanation of the things signified, but so to speak have been taken to form an image of some important matter. In other words, what St. Cyril is teaching us is that we should interpret the meaning of the whole parable simply and not overthink the individual parts. And what is the meaning of the whole parable? In summary, our Lord Jesus Christ praised the foresight, the wisdom, and the cleverness of the unjust steward in the sense that he thought of his future life. He used the money that was in his control to make friends who would help him in the next life. This is the primary meaning of the parable of the unjust steward, and it offers us several important lessons. Just as the steward was responsible for the money and possessions of his master, we too possess everything we have as stewards. We too are just stewards of what God has given us. We might think that the house, the car, the money, the jewelry, the clothing, all of the possessions we have, we might think that these things belong to us because we worked hard to earn them. But that is only partially true because everything in reality, every blessing comes from God. As the Holy Apostle James wrote, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. In the Psalter, the holy prophet King David, he likewise exclaimed, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell in it. This means that all of our material possessions, in addition to our spiritual gifts, all of these things belong to God. In this life, we hold them as stewards, nothing more. A steward is a manager of someone else's belongings. And since everything belongs to God, and since God is love, then whatever we have was given to us so that we could use it to help others in love. When we depart from this world and face death, we will not take any of our possessions with us. The only thing that will help us on that fateful day is if we used our material possessions to make friends with the people who are going to meet us in the next life. Who exactly are these people? St. John Chrysostomus offers us the answer in this beautiful passage from his homilies on Genesis. He says, What excuse will we have if we heedlessly lock our money 
behind doors and barricades, and if we prefer to leave it lying idle, instead we should make it available to the needy now, so that in the future we may count on support from them. So there is the answer. The people who will benefit in the next life are the poor, are the, the people who will benefit us in the next life are the poor and the needy and the homeless, the unemployed, the battered, the shamed, the humiliated, the neglected, the forgotten, those whom we helped in this life. They are the ones who will benefit us in the next life. If we as stewards use a portion of what God has given us to help them, we will secure a good life in the age to come. Because remember, Christ tells us that whatever we give to these people, Christ receives in himself. He says, you did these things to me. And even the righteous and the wicked say, Lord, when were you thirsty and we gave you a drink? When were you uh, homeless and we visited you? When were you naked and we clothed you? And the Lord says, insofar as you did these things to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So our Lord is the one who receives everything that we give to the needy. St. Ephraim the Syrian teaches us that by using the temporary things of this world to help those in need, we secure the eternal things for ourselves. And Father Metta al-Maskeen, or Father Matthew the Poor, he once said that the person who uses his wealth to help the needy on earth will find his account waiting for him in heaven. Mercy and love from God, just as he had loved and had mercy on God's poor who lived on earth. If we don't help the needy in this life, we will have no excuse before God. As St. John Chrysostomus said, in the future, what excuse will we have if we are negligent and fail to gain a hundredfold in place of the little we have, the future in place of the present, the eternal in place of the temporary? And those of you who have sharp hearing might hear the the idea, the same principle that we have in the litany of the oblations, when we pray that God might give us the eternal in place of the temporal, the heavenly in place of the earthly. In today's parable, the unjust steward was ensuring for himself a good life after he left his master's house, and we also, if we are wise, brothers and sisters, we should use our possessions to ensure for ourselves a good life when we depart from this world. This is why our Lord Jesus Christ said, And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? We have to be faithful in using our possessions because ultimately they belong to God. As St. Cyril said, we say that what is another's is the wealth we possess. We were not born with riches, but on contrary, naked. We can truly affirm in the words of the scripture that we neither brought anything into the world, nor can we carry anything out. He goes on to teach us 
how to properly use our possessions when he says, let those of us who possess earthly wealth open our hearts to those who are in need. One of the challenges that we oftentimes face is not knowing to whom we should give our possessions. Sometimes we see someone who appears to be in need, but then we ask ourselves, is this person worthy of my donation? Is he or she wasting what I'm about to give him? What if he or she is lying and just pretending to be in need? St. Augustine of Hippo, he teaches us some practical advice in response to these concerns. He says, we have to give alms and must not really pick and choose to whom we give them because we are unable to sift through the, pe- the hearts of men. When you give alms to all different types of people, then you will reach a few who deserve them. You are hospitable and you keep your house ready for strangers. Let in the unworthy in case the worthy might be excluded. You cannot be a judge and sifter of hearts. St. Augustine is asking us here not to judge because we can never truly know who is worthy. Instead, we are to give freely out of our generosity and hope that we've helped the worthy along with the unworthy. The Lord will reward us for everything we give. Beloved, let us remember today that all we have belongs to God. All we are belongs to God. Let us be good and faithful stewards by using our master's possessions in the right way. And glory be to God forever. Amen.